Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 198 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth on my own this week. Carly is taking the week off, but I am here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in, um, I guess, my own life. Um, Seth, how have you been this past week? So well, Seth. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, as we were talking just a little in the pre-show, I did get to enjoy uh, a screening of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, not a perfect movie, but boy, was it better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> um, and uh, I also got to stop by Universal Orlando and check out their recently updated walk experience, which is held on Friday and Saturday nights at the Island's Dining Room in the Royal Pacific. Uh, and I got to say, I really enjoyed uh, what I saw. Um, they've upgraded the buffet. They now have some dessert options. Um, they uh, have a nice salad bar, a good selection of veggies to choose from. And I especially liked the homemade sauces that they have. Uh, you can pick from a sweet and sour, a, uh, a yellow curry, which was excellent. Uh, and I'm sorry, that was a red curry. Uh, and a teriyaki that was surprisingly uh, smoky and savory. Um, so, uh, if you're at the Royal Pacific hotel on a, uh, Friday and Saturday night, and, uh, they now, uh, make that, uh, vegan compatible. They even have uh, tofu as an option. So, uh, I recommend giving that a shot, especially if you're staying at that hotel. All right. Well, without any further ado, let's jump right into the news in the queue. All right, this week we are going to kick things off with a construction update from Walt Disney World, uh, where work on Tiana's Bayou Adventure is well underway, and the tiara-topped water tower has now been officially installed. Uh, this was installed late at night on June 26th, uh, and we got some pictures of it on the morning of June 27th. Uh, some also some shots on social media of it being uh, transported along the roads through Florida. Um, but you can now see this uh, new water tower, which is going to be the icon of the ride. Uh, the ride's no longer really going to be a mountain. It's much more of a hill. Uh, the peak of the uh, the former Splash Mountain has been removed. Uh, so this is going to kind of be the weenie now for the ride. Um, this ride uh, closed in January of 2023 in Walt Disney World and just this past May in Disneyland. Uh, the new attraction, of course, is scheduled to open in 2024 at both parks. Uh, we don't have an official opening date yet, um, but... We do have uh, pictures of the tower and the scaffolding and the retheming work going on uh, for this new New Orleans-themed attraction. Uh, interesting to note that in the model uh, that we saw, uh, I think 
we saw this way back in what 2021 um, the model shows a large amount of moss and vegetation growing on the legs of the water tower uh, if we look at the actual water tower that's been installed in Orlando it's got a little bit of moss growing on it uh, maybe some more will be installed later or maybe they just decide to pull back on that element um, Anyway, uh, if you want more photos uh, and also links to previous stories about the renovation of Splash Mountain into Tiana's BioAdventure, check them all out at attractionsmagazine.com. Next up, Stitch, Moana, and SEA are going to rule the summer at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, Hong Kong Disneyland is wild about summer with new and returning entertainment, spe specialty treats, and exclusive experiences, which are going to be featuring Stitch, Moana, and everyone's favorite, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Um, so Hong Kong's uh, summer offerings are running right now. And they are, uh, at least the majority of them, are going to be going all the way through September 3rd. Uh, and the one thing that ties all of these experiences together uh, seems to be water. Uh, there is water spraying at you on pretty much every one of these <laughs> experiences. Um, we'll start out with the new stage show in Adventureland. It's called Adventure is Out There. Uh, it is inspired by Charles's uh, catchphrase in Up, and uh, Ellie and Carl are going to borrow the phrase as their new life mantra, uh, and the show features appearances by Stitch, King Louie, Russell, and Moana, and of course, uh, you may get wet. A recurring theme, like I said. Uh, also in Adventureland, uh, you can get meet and greets uh, with new costumes featuring uh, uh, Mickey, Pluto, Donald, Daisy, Chippendale, and um, Lilo and Stitch are out greeting folks. Um, around the park over in Mystic Manor, this is something interesting. Uh, we don't really have our streetmosphere back uh, the way it was in Walt Disney World. But in Hong Kong, uh, they have Streetmosphere at Mystic Manor. They've got Reginald Montgomery, uh, who appears to be a street magician who's showing off some magical objects he's procured in his global adventures. Uh, he happens to be the great nephew of Lord Henry Mystic, who is the main character of Mystic Manor. And this all ties into the SEA, the Society of Adventurers and Explorers, that uh, has references in Adventurelands all around the world, um, starting out in Tokyo, Disney Sea. Um, this uh, narrative is also referred to in the new. Uh, musicians that you will find uh, at the Mystic Point Freight Depot. Uh, they've got a new string quartet there. Um, and then in a completely different direction, uh, heading over to Toy Story Land, you've got Toy Soldier Boot Camp, uh, which is basically the uh, green soldiers that were used to uh, doing drumming and uh, follow the leader activities in other parks. 
here they are wearing backpack water sprayers and hosing down guests. Uh, you've also got a bubble splash party happening over in Fantasyland. And uh, in front of the castle, there is a Follow Your Dreams castle stage show with what they call enhanced water effects. Uh, so basically, they have fountains that spray directly away from the stage onto the audience so you can enjoy the characters dancing and get soaked at the same time. Uh, you're going to see uh, Miguel from Coco, uh, Nick and Judy from Zootopia, uh, as well as Pocahontas, Elsa, and Moana in that. Uh, and stick around afterwards for the Pixar Water Play Street Party. That's a mouthful. Uh, which is your standard street parade filled with Pixar characters from inside out, up, and onward, all spraying water at you. Uh, if you also want to cool down, there are lots of treats. Um, familiar faces uh, such as Buzz and Lotso, Woody and Jesse, and Ham are going to be appearing on Muffins. Uh, as well as Stitch Soft Serve Ice Cream uh, and lots of other adorable treats. Um, uh, June 9th, they brought out for Donald's birthday uh, some items celebrating Donald Duck. And from July 1st through September 30th, 30th they have a special quote-unquote semi-buffet dinner that is happening at Walt's Cafe in the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel. Uh, that is only the half of it. There is also merchandise galore, including some uh, cozy fun collection uh, inspired by Turning Red, um, Sully from Monsters, and Lotso. Uh, Duffy and friends get in on the action with a new styling all day collection of dresses. And uh, they are still celebrating Elemental, Pixar's newest film, with some new merchandise tied to that. Uh, there are special activities, mostly involving water, happening across the resort hotels there. And Disney's Hollywood Hotel is finally reopening at Hong Kong Disneyland, and they've updated their lobby and made over their restaurants. Uh, the Archivist serves Spanish tapas amidst decor that celebrates the Marvel characters. I don't know quite what the connection there is, but Ink and Plate is inspired by Disney's Ink and Paint department and has some fresh very colorful options. Um, finally, if you are stuck at Hong Kong Disneyland this summer in need of a charge for your phone, they are now renting charge spot banks in three different designs. So uh, I guess uh, fuel rod is not a thing out there. Instead, they use charge bank. Anyway, there are videos and photos of course, of all of this. And if you want to plan yourself a trip out there, talk to MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. SeaWorld is up next. And for the first time ever, uh, the SeaWorld parks are launching ultimate VIP tours in Orlando, San Diego, and San Antonio. Uh, these are way different uh, in a lot of ways than the VIP tours that we see at Disney or Universal. Uh, and the pricing is a little different too. 
So um, here's the deal. At SeaWorld Orlando, SeaWorld San Diego, and SeaWorld San Antonio, they are going to be offering ultimate VIP tours that are super private tours. These are just for you and your family, your party, and only your party. Uh, typically, uh, at Universal, the basic VIP tours, uh, you are in a group of up to 10 people, and they could be strangers, uh, and you're paying a lot more for a private tour. Um, that is what you're getting uh, here at SeaWorld. Um, in addition to being escorted around the park personally and getting to skip the line at every ride uh, and sitting in a reserved area for every show, here's the big deal. You get to participate in multiple animal encounters throughout the day. Uh, they will customize this itinerary to your dream day. You tell them what you are interested in and they will make it happen. Um, now, obviously, all the basic VIP perks, uh, you're getting preferred parking, you're getting free food, you're getting free photo key downloads, and apparently uh, they will have photographers on hand to snap your pictures. Um, it is a seven-hour tour, which is about the equivalent of a VIP tour at Universal Orlando or Disney World. Uh, here's the difference. Starts at $600 per person, not including park admission, um, which is required. Now, at Universal, these tours, uh, a private, uh, a sorry, non private VIP tour starts uh, at about uh, $250, but you can hardly ever find it for that price. More typically, they're between $300 and $400. And at Christmas time, it goes up to 500 something dollars um you're not going to uh now these prices we're talking about for SeaWorld are the starting prices don't really know yet exactly what the peak prices are going to be um but a big difference is uh that all of the animal encounters which are normally upcharges uh if you're a SeaWorld guest are included with this so you'll get to meet dolphins you'll get to meet penguins sea lions and get a photo op with a killer whale. Um, you're also going to get a lunch at a quick service location and dinner at a Shark's Underwater Grill, plus unlimited non-alcoholic drinks. Uh, for comparison at Universal, you would get a buffet breakfast. And uh, if you were doing a uh, group tour, you would get a quick service lunch and no dinner. Uh, if you were doing a private VIP tour, you would get uh, table service, lunch, and dinner. Um, the, the difference is if you were going to do a private tour at Universal, which is closer to the equivalent of what they're talking about here, uh, then you are talking about at least $1,000 a person. <clears throat> and if you are talking about a uh, tour at Disney, um, and keep in mind, these tours are genuine, uh, you know, uh, skip the line uh, at all the rides. At Disney, uh, your your guide is going to be able to get you into any lightning lane uh, without trouble. Uh, but it is not true, skip the line, because you will be behind, be behind other people with lightning lane. Uh, and at Disney, those prices uh, are closer to $700 uh, per hour, uh, not $600 per person. 
so that's on a whole different level of price. Um, and actually, SeaWorld Orlando at $600 per person is the most expensive of these. Uh, at San Diego, that comes to, starts at uh, $500 per person. It is only a six-hour tour because it is a smaller park, but you will get to meet a dolphin plus your choice of either a sea lion, a penguin, a beluga whale, or a walrus. Um, and you'll also get lunch uh, and unlimited non-alcoholic drinks. In San Antonio, that's a really good deal, uh, eight-hour um, for only $400 per person. And that includes a dolphin plus your choice of a sea lion, penguin, beluga, or, or walrus, plus lunch at a quick service location, plus dinner at Shark's Underwater Grill, plus drinks. So uh, if you are in the San Antonio area, uh, that that looks like to be your best uh, value. Um, so, and if you... Uh, the prices, it looks like the same uh, for adults and children uh, over three years old. Children three and under are free, uh, but you still need to make a reservation for everyone in your group. And if you are already a SeaWorld Pass member, uh, there is a 10% savings. Uh, but you need a minimum of two people to do this. So uh, check out uh, details at SeaWorld.com for each of the individual parks. Uh, links are on our website at Attractions Magazine, as well as information on other kind of VIP experiences that you can find uh, and new attractions at the SeaWorld parks for this summer. Um, hopping to the opposite side of the world, there is going to be a new Halloween Pokemon show coming to Universal Studios Japan. Uh, and uh, we over here are jealous. Uh, for a limited time only, there is going to be a Holly Halloween Pokemon show at USJ. Uh, it's going to feature the first ever Pokemon DJs. Uh, the concept art uh, shows a stage uh, with uh, Pikachu wearing headphones uh, leaping off the stage um, towards uh, the audience. Um, you know, Pokemon made its first in-park appearance at USJ uh, this spring in the No Limit Parade, um, which uh, is still happening. And now they are going to have Japan's first daytime show of its kind featuring DJ Pikachu and DJ Gengar. Uh, they are going to be wearing park-exclusive costumes, um, and it is going to be a party venue where you are immersed in the world of Pokemon, uh, where you can dance to lively music and flashy visuals. Um, there's also more, a lot more Halloween uh, coming uh, because USJ is expanding their uh, Halloween programming. Uh, we've covered that previously on the website. Uh, a lot of rumors around Pokemon in USJ. Um, there's been, uh, you know, we know that the Spider-Man ride that is in USJ, that is a copy of the ones in Islands of Adventure, uh, is closing. And uh, there has been rumors of that, turning that into a Pokemon attraction, maybe Pokemon Snap. Um, so, uh, and... Of course, uh, there had been rumors over the years of something Pokemon coming to the United States. Uh, Pokemon is uh, a partner of Nintendo, 
uh, but is not entirely owned by Nintendo. Uh, so the rights situation with uh, Super Nintendo World uh, and Pokemon is not necessarily exactly the same. Um, but uh, keep an eye on Pokemon in USJ and I think uh, maybe in Orlando in uh, the upcoming years. If you want to learn more about visiting USJ, visit usj.co.jp. Finally, we are wrapping up the news in the queue with another bit of Halloween news. This one happening at Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, where they are partnering with American monsters to create what they are calling an elevated, immersive, haunted attraction Onion Heads Revenge, a new breed of haunted house. Uh, this indoor event is going to feature dozens of scare actors, monstrous creatures, an original soundtrack, and evocative haunted house sets uh, for what they call a never-before-experienced realm of horror. Um, so the uh, they've come up with this story uh, titled Onion Heads Revenge, uh, it is the to- a uh, local legend or tall tale about a young Louisiana man who's brutally murdered after being wrongly accused of murder, and his remains were scattered around a cemetery, uh, but the man's mother cursed the townspeople, uh, and now Onionhead is back for revenge. Uh, sounds an awful lot like the plot to Pumpkinhead. Uh m- So uh, in order to uh, experience this, uh, you're going to start out by having a shot of liquid courage, and then you are going to step inside a world of creepy Louisiana bayous and graveyards, come face to face with supernatural terrors, and uh, face down a creature who is out for revenge. Um, The visitors can also expect to find Halloween-themed bars with specialty food and drinks, Um, more details are going to be released soon and they are going to start selling pre-sale tickets, uh, August 1st. Um, the event itself will run from September 15th through October 31st, and it's going to happen on level two South inside the mall of America. If you want more information, uh, sign up, uh, get yourself ready for the pre-sale visit AmericanMonsters.com. All right, that brings us to the end of our news in the queue. Uh, Before we talk about this week's main attraction, uh, it is time to hear a little word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right, for this week's main attraction, Hong Kong Disneyland has revealed a ton of new details about their upcoming 
World of Frozen, uh, which is just a few months away, opening in November of 2023. Uh, we've seen construction going on for this for a while, but now we've got some new concept art showing us what uh, the interior of the rides, the dining, and the character experiences are going to look like. Uh, and the very first thing uh, we're going to talk about in this, which is the first complete land dedicated to the film Frozen, which came out 10 years ago, if you can believe it. Um, the first thing we are going to talk about uh, is the setting. Uh, this is taking place on Summer Snow Day in Arendelle. Uh, the idea is that this is the anniversary. Uh, we don't know exactly how many years, but is the anniversary of the day in Midsummer when Anna saved Elsa with a true act of true love. Uh, that was the climax of the first film. Um, and uh wouldn't you know it, just like uh, the old Pleasure Island was always celebrating New Year's Eve, uh, it is always summer snow day in Arendelle, no matter what day you visit. Um, this uh, You might you know, remember the setup uh, because it's also kind of the plot of Frozen Ever After, which is the ride in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot. And... Just like uh, that ride was originally Maelstrom, and they just kind of rethemed it to save some money. Uh, instead of redesigning the ride from scratch, they have basically recreated the ride uh, in Hong Kong, but with uh, some differences. Um, the biggest difference that uh, we are all very excited about is that... They have replaced the rear projection video faces uh, that used little uh, projectors uh, to do the facial expressions, the mouth and the eyes. Instead, they have fully formed, fully sculpted animatronic faces uh, with mouths that move and eyes that blink. Uh, now, the animatronics uh, in the Frozen Ever After ride at Epcot, I think, have always been, um, shall we say, controversial. Uh, the body animation um, has always been great, especially the animation of Elsa's arms when she's singing Let It Go. Uh, and if you watch this comparison video that we have on our YouTube channel, uh, showing side by side the uh, Disney Hong Kong Disneyland versus the Epcot versions of this ride, uh, you'll see that they use almost identical programming for the body, the arms, uh, but it's the faces that make all the difference. Um, I thought rear projection faces were a pretty neat idea when they first appeared. Um, when they were first installed, they looked pretty good. Uh, they really took the time to try to match the brightness, the color, the tone of the animated faces to the skin of the animatronic next to it. But for whatever reason, as the years have gone on, um, the very slight difference between them has become a bigger and bigger and bigger difference, um, whether it is projectors aging and not being uh, replaced in a timely manner, or the skin aging, or the projection surface, whatever it is, they don't look great. Uh, some of them look okay, but a lot of them look really creepy now. 
Um, whereas uh, as long as an animatronic is kept in good condition, um, you know, they can look great for years and years. Now, uh, obviously, we wouldn't want Frozen Ever After looking like, say, the the E.T. adventure at Universal, uh, where you have characters like Magdal who have eyes that twitch and mouths that don't move. Um, but as long as they can uh, maintain the mechanical uh, operational quality of these animatronics, I predict these will have a much uh, longer shelf life than the ones that we got here in Epcot. And I wish that they would uh, replace ours um, with ones like they are having there. Uh, another more subtle difference is we have this piece of concept art from the scene near the beginning of the ride uh, where uh, um, Olaf and Sven are talking to the guests. Um, and the lighting, the design of the scene seems very similar to what we have in Epcot. But I do notice that the ride path almost seems backwards uh, in Orlando um, in this scene. Uh, Sven and Olaf are to the right of the guests and uh, they kind of make a right hand turn around them. Uh, and based on the position of the guests' heads in the bottom right of this piece of concept art, it almost seems like uh, the opposite ride path. So maybe they have made some small changes to the ride path. Um, so we will, uh, we will just have to wait and see. Um, there are obviously, uh, this is not the only frozen ride clone um hong kong disneyland's getting one um they are getting one in uh tokyo and they are getting one in france and there has been rumors over the years of them getting one in disneyland but i've not seen any real progress on that recently uh i think that would probably be part of the Disneyland Forward project uh, that would replace part of the parking lots uh, someday if that gets approved. Uh, let's talk about a ride that is unique to the uh, frozen area at Hong Kong Disneyland, which is Wandering Oaken's Sliding Slays. Uh, this is a family roller coaster um, themed to Wandering Oaken. It's trading post, and uh, you get to wander through that trading post uh, for the queue, uh, uh, very similar to the queue of the Frozen Ever After ride in Epcot. Uh, in even has the same sauna door uh, with the video effect uh, where you can see uh, them inside. Uh, but then instead of boarding a boat, you are going to board these adorable little two-person sleighs for a thrilling ride around the mountain. Um, not too thrilling. Uh, this looks about in scope scale, very similar to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, but here's the difference. Uh, there's very... Very little footage, uh, but we do have about one minute of footage um, of ride testing in Hong Kong Disneyland. And from these brief seconds, it does not appear that these cars swing back and forth. Uh, they do not have the kind of barrel roll effect that makes the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train so unique. These This pretty much looks like a, a standard uh 
kitty coaster mine train um some nice sharp bank turns uh, and they actually mentioned the banking in the video um but i don't see a sign of that swinging effect at least in this video um and then one other attraction that is going to be in this area is the character experience which is going to be more than your typical meet and greet uh, based on the description and the concept art we have this looks a lot more similar to enchanted tales with bell uh, than your traditional autograph session um, it's going to be set inside the playhouse in the woods uh, which we are being told is the playhouse that anna and elsa used to play in in the forest when they were little girls um, and you're going to get to meet Anna and Elsa, plus it looks like some sort of puppet or animatronic Olaf uh, that you'll get to uh, interact with. Uh, Anna and Elsa look like they're going to be wearing their Frozen 2 outfits, and it looks like there might be an appearance by Nock, the water spirit, and Bruni, the fire spirit, who are also from the second Frozen movie. Um, once you're done with those experiences, it's time to eat and shop. Uh, the Golden Crocus Inn is going to be the main dining location. Uh, we've got seafaring paraphernalia and hunting artifacts strewn about the space. Uh, it actually looks a bit like the, um, the harbor restaurant uh, in uh, Liberty Square at Magic Kingdom. Um, and there is also a Northern Delights sweet shop where you get to try some of Anna and Elsa's favorite desserts, uh, especially chocolate. Um, finally, the main gift shop is going to be called TikTok Toys and Collectibles. Um, not sure exactly what they're going to sell in there, um, but this is just the start of uh frozen fractals all around in disney parks as i mentioned uh we've got this opening in november of 2023 at hong kong disneyland then a frozen attractions opening over the upcoming years at walt disney studios park in paris and at tokyo disney sea and then finally they are developing a third frozen film um it was announced, uh, but we do not have an opening date uh, for the new Frozen film. So just going to have to hold on uh, probably a few more years off before that comes out. All right. Well, that is just going to about bring us to the end of our show. Uh, before we wrap up first, uh, want to take a look back at uh, some of the comments that we got. Um, Dragon Lover 3, thank you for stopping in to say hi. Uh, I apologize, Enwiser, uh, that uh, the Halloween stuff was a little too scary. Um, and Vince Lamb checking in with an early 4th of July. Uh, hello to everyone. Um, having any flashbacks to July 4th parades? Um, uh, not parades, uh, but I might actually be uh, braving the theme parks 
for the first time in in many years on a big holiday. I've got some friends in from out of town. We've got reservations for Epcot. So who knows? I might I might give it a shot tomorrow night. Uh, wish wish me luck. Um, we shall see. Uh, and if I do make it out there, I will be sure to talk about it on next week's episode. Uh, before we go, thank you once again to our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I want to remind everyone, please give us a rating and a review wherever you happen to listen to us, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on your favorite social media accounts. As always, you can find me at the UG series or at the unofficial guides and on theunofficialguides.com. And until next week, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you next time. Take care. Thank you.